Hello everybody and welcome back to the craft. Today we are going to be talking about beach reads which is something that I've been like kind of obsessed with over the last little while and to help us talk about that I brought in somebody that you will recognize. Um, Alex Thompson is back. She was in our first discourse and dialogue and um, she's here to talk to us about beach reads as well. So everybody, give a warm welcome to her, and hi Alex, welcome. Hey, how are you? Good. Thanks for coming back. Um, I, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks. <laughs> it's always a pleasure to be here. We'll just laugh the whole time like yeah. last time. So I mentioned that I'm kind of like, I've been reading a bunch of beach reads. Um, I've been posting on it on the feed, so if you guys have been... Um, kind of keeping an eye on my Instagram, you'll have seen it. And we have a little bit of a different angle as well because you're writing one right now. Yeah. So how's that going? Good, actually. Uh, surprising everyone, including myself, more than anyone. <laughs> uh, I talked briefly on the last podcast that I was in uh, that me actually sitting down to finish something writing-wise uh, is probably similar to waiting for like the second coming of Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but it's going well for some weird reason. I'm not complaining and uh, I'm happy about it for sure. That's, That's awesome. Yeah. So like, why do you think you've been um, writing so much or like so into finishing this? Um, honestly, the idea came to me so randomly when I was driving home and I started writing that day Um Probably the first day pushed out 5,000 words and I was like, oh, that's good. <laughs> and then I just kind of set a limit to myself to write anywhere between one to 4,000 words a day. Um, obviously, that's not always going to happen. Things come up. It's the summer. Some, we're somewhat in a more east state of going out. So, I mean, I don't want to be... Yeah, lockdown isn't as intense right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, still wear your goddamn masks. But um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for real. Get vaccinated, wear your masks. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm just finding an ease with it. Like, uh, I sat down the first, fi first few days of writing it, and I just had uh, made, like, um, like, a guide type of thing to stick to. Stick to. Um, it's not like exact dialogue or anything like that but just plot points that I need to reach per chapter um, I'm sticking to it uh, also fun because like I'm adding things as I go um, the only problem I'm kind of running into and it's thank god not been a major issue is like I'm a spooky bitch and <laughs> now that we're in August my brain's like it's actually Halloween now yeah and writing a beach read um, but the the good thing is the end of this beach read technically ends at Halloween so I'm like just focus on that it's it's a Halloween read now so you're still tying that in I yeah. mean I'm having that that same issue now that it's August I'm like give me all the spooky vibes mm -hmm. and I have a lot of fun episodes planned for the podcast Ooh. in spooky season mm -hmm. um so I've started doing the reading for that as well um but because we were so into beach reads for so long mm -hmm. I wanted to get a chance to talk about that yeah yeah um and because you're writing one. So for the most part, we've read a lot of the same things yeah. this summer, um, which we don't often do. Like we're not. No. We, we do have the same tastes in books, kind of, but like we don't often read the same things around the same time. So. Yeah. Like we have overlap of certain books. Yeah. But for the most part, like you said, different. -ish. Yeah. 
so like this summer was really cool to be like in the same mood at the same time reading the same thing yeah and I think a lot of the I was I had a beach read in my head back in April I want to say April May and I had it in my head plop some some plot points figured out and I would sit down to write and I wouldn't write a word so then when this idea came to me out of the blue I just stuck to it and I don't know something like a little fire under my ass I guess I'm excited, but in my head, I'm like, if I finish this one, I can finish all my other work, works in progress. Like, I know I can. You just need to, like, prove it to yourself. Exactly. Yeah. But, like, you also mentioned to me before that you're writing something that you want to read, and yeah. I think that's making, like, a huge difference as well. Yeah. Like, I think anyone, any writer will always write something that they want to read mm-hmm. at the end of the day, and this is just... This one, I mean, any like I said, like you're writing things you want to read. Everyone does that, and this is, I just, I don't know. I really something lit a fire under my ass, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> this is what you really want to have read, like this summer. This yeah. is the one you've been craving. I would have been, and it's like already all fleshed out. Like you can just exactly. It's just it's for the first time. Like it's writing something is writing itself, which is not rare, but I mean it's maybe bits and pieces of all of the other works in progress I've had have written itself, but then I hit a wall. Yeah. That's another major difference. Like, um, I'm someone who writes and I have to write in order because like, I'll go, I don't know if something clicks in my head. Like it's just like a itch in my head that I'm like, you, you, you skipped a part. Like you're an idiot. <laughs> don't do that. But, uh, this time if I'm, if I'm noticing I'm getting stuck, it might just be like a few paragraphs to end the chapter. It might be like a, a middle thing um I'll just write and read what I want to have happened and then I'll come back to it because like I don't want to get bogged down in the of like that's not really meshing the way I want it to mm-hmm. so then when I go back to actually edit it fresh eyes fresh thinking of how to get that out yeah in English <laughs> so, <laughs> that that's pretty much probably why you haven't hit that wall I mean with all of my works in progress I've got two going right now and for the most part, for the beginning-ish, like, I guess the first 5,000 to 10,000 words, it writes itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, it's like, I get bogged down and I don't know what's happening next. Um, I don't know where to take this. Like, the idea kind of just flies away from me. <laughs> it's like it's stuck in your head. Like, I, I'm sure you do the same thing. Like, before I go to bed, like, I think about it. And like plan it out of my head. And then I would be like, why isn't it on paper? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, because you gotta write it. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, like I just hit 40,000 words, which is. That's amazing. Yeah, like I started, I think, officially a month ago. So. That's pretty much halfway. Yeah. That's about. incredible. Yeah. I hit 40,000 words last night. Whether they were coherent or not, I was pretty tired. But, like, you know I, I still did it. <laughs> first draft doesn't need to be... The first draft doesn't need to be that coherent. Yeah. And, like, with the, the red lettering that I'm doing of, like, the, the few paragraphs, like, I'm not letting it be, like, a whole chapter or anything like that. It, like, it literally is just always, like, a few paragraphs that you're just, like, it's just not formatting the way I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. But I'm... Uh, the pressure of not having to do it right then and there is major. I'm liking it. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about what you're writing. Um, let's talk about what we've been reading. Okay. So we, 
I think our overlap was three books. The Unhoneymooners. Oh, yeah. Which you've read previously. Um, Beach Read and Float Plan. Yeah. Those were pretty high on my ratings. Mm -hmm. I Like, I really like those. Mm -hmm. Is there one you want to talk about first? We can talk about all of them. Um, So I read The Unhoneymooners last year and loved it. That's what, like, set the Beach Read for, like, Beach Read theme for last year. Um, And I would say that was probably my favorite that I read last year. But this year, like, of all of the books that I've read, Float Plan... Oh, that shit is just in my heart. I loved it so much. It was so good. It was, like, beautiful. Like, trigger warning. There is a trigger warning at the beginning of the book for suicide. Um, And it definitely deals with heavier mentions of depression and everything to go along with that. And there's something so beautiful in the way... It handled that yeah. as well as still focused on the, the the grief process and moving on, never forgetting, but moving on with your life after something as traumatic as that happens. And it, honestly, oh, every time everyone I speak to, I'm like, you have to read full plan. <laughs> like, that's there's no debate. You have to, like it's just so good. It's, it's and it's underrated. I think like it is definitely. What I loved about it was that, like you said, it it talked about those serious issues. But it didn't make it heavy to read or it wasn't, like, all fluff. It was, like, that perfect in-between. It was real. It was gritty it was at real. times. And then it was... But it was... It, grief is comes in waves, you know what I mean? And that's yeah. exactly how she handled it. Like, she didn't gloss over anything. There was maybe a few chapters where Anna, the protagonist, feels good and then that fourth chapter will be it hits her you know what I mean mm-hmm. like it just felt very real when, yeah. when it came to genuinely dealing with that heavy of a subject and there's a misconception when it comes to um summer reads or summer romances beach reads all of that that it's all just fluff yeah. and there's nothing of value Substance. to them yeah. yeah um but this book really it 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 was just it handled everything well mm-hmm. it felt so real and it still gave you what you were craving, that romance, yeah. that um, happy ending, I guess, that, that romance readers look for. Mm-hmm. And a real ending. Like, I, again, mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil anything, but there's telepathically telling you that <laughs> the, there's a line in it that is very, I thought, impactful for what she tells. Uh, maybe? Kean. Kean. Yeah. Kean. Yeah. So it's like, what was his name? What she tells him at the end. That I won't spoil because I'm a walking spoiler alert, but it really, you'll know when you read it and it's just, it honestly, I have no words. It's so good. It's so good. So, so, so good. Honestly, it was one of my favorites of the summer. Um, the other of my favorite was probably Beach Read and that's because the love interest was the most my type, Mm -hmm. um, like kind of broody, um, little unhinged. Little bit unhinged. <laughs> goes to show you who I'm attracted to. Um, spilling all my secrets on the internet. But, um... <laughs> but, um... That's, that's a podcast of another type. Yeah. <laughs> that, that one that's not for a writing podcast. Um, but yeah, no, that, like... I also like the whole concept of a book about writing. Mm-hmm. Um, because it kind of gives you, I mean, obviously a book isn't going to give you like the real 
writing experience, right. but it did it in a way that was somewhat realistic. Yeah. Obviously, parts is going to have to glaze over. Like, she wrote 2,000 words this day, and it was just a sentence. Um, but it gave you a little bit more. Hello. It gave you a little <laughs> bit more of that, that writing process, which was cool. Yeah, well, like, and I felt, again, that so we have a visitor in the room. Sorry, there's a dog, and I'm distracted. Um, it, it felt real on account of, like, there were parts where she was just stuck and couldn't, obviously, because of factors in her real life, which, is, again, mm-hmm. is, is fact. It's all relatable. Exactly. My dog, Teddy, decided to join the podcast, so As if you he hear should. him... As he should. This He's is... actually the real guest of honor. Yeah. <laughs> Teddy, what did you read this summer? Okay. Oh, <laughs> And off he goes. Mind your business. So, yeah, Beach Read was really great. It gave you a little bit of her writing process. um, But I really love Gus. Gus was, like, such a a favorite character of mine. Um, And it also dealt with real issues as well, like infidelity, divorce. Divorce, um, Which, at the time I was reading it, again, another little insight to my life. The time I was reading it, I was, like, really questioning what it meant to be in a marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I had that relationship that I was in end, um, and I thought it was going to be kind of a life thing. Yeah. And I was really questioning, like, what does it mean to be in a marriage with somebody? And then, you know, the book dealt with forgiveness after infidelity and, um, or also like move, it kind of tackled it on both perspectives because, many characters went through a similar situation Mm -hmm. um also health problems with your spouse um right so it was like very real in the sense that it gave many perspectives to that one issue and it's really about how you feel like you want to handle it and it helped me come to terms with the fact that like no relationship is perfect Mm -hmm. Um, but when it feels like it's the right thing, then it probably is. Like, there's a limit to how much you can handle. Like, January's mom and dad had a lot of issues that they were dealing with, but they were able to overcome that in a way that, like, they still had a meaningful life together. It worked. Their relationship worked for them. Yes. But for Gus and his ex... It didn't necessarily there was work. Lots of confidence, yeah. Like no trust. Think normal things. Yeah. To, to deal with. And I really like that it gave you both sides because, like, I mean, really, both sides are normal. It depends on, um, in that relationship, if you feel like you can overcome that or not. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but again, yeah. At that time, I was really questioning, like, what it meant if, you know, you thought you were settling, and, I mean. Not a writing tip, but PSA to everybody. If you feel like you're settling, it's probably not worth staying. Yeah, 100%. Um, But I really liked that whole multiple perspectives thing. It kind of reminded me of how Jodi Picoult writes, where she Mm -hmm. gives, she tackles an issue and she gives all the perspectives on that issue. Um, It wasn't as heavy as that, obviously. It was still a beach read, hence the title. I, I mean, yeah, I still cried. I cried at two different parts because I yeah. warned you and I was like, I cried. You're like, oh, no, I didn't cry at that. And I was like, oh, sorry, but my daddy issues came into it. <laughs> Today's just a therapy yeah, session. Yeah, this is actually not the craft. This is a therapy session. And you're just tuning in. You're tuning into our troubles. Um, 
but yeah, no, I really enjoyed that book. And like I said, there was enough um, romance in it. There was enough of that fluff that every summer romance reader is looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, but not in a way that was like sickly. Yeah, I would agree 100%. Um, the Unhoneymooners, genuinely, I read it last year, so I, have, I don't think I've retained a lot of this. That one was first. actually, I mean, I loved it. I still gave it four stars, but it was my least favorite of the summer. Um, just because the the way the breakup to then make up thing happened in that book was not my favorite in, the, in like, a reality sense. Mm. In terms of the book, it, it worked, worked yeah. and I liked the writing. It was great. I... Honestly, it astounds me that Christina Lauren is two people. Yeah, they they work so fluidly together. I love they write Christ- seamlessly. I love yeah. yeah, I just have uh, I haven't read it yet, but I've I had pre ordered the soul the soulmate their newest one the soulmate equation I think it's called. Yeah, I haven't read it yet, but I am excited to dive in. I have the honey don't list ready oh, for I've me. Heard, yeah, I've heard that's a for good right one. after the holidays when it's like Valentine's Day time when I'm ready for another romance. Yeah. They are unreal. I don't know how... I mean, I can barely get along with myself to write. Like, <laughs> like there'll be a chapter I read and I'm like, who the hell wrote that? And it was me. Versus, like, an actual other person writing it. Like, mm-hmm. you would never be able to tell. Like... Yeah, you can't tell. It's so seamless. Yeah. Honestly, if we tried to... Like, we write together often, but we're working on our separate yeah. pieces. And it really does help us when we write together because we can bounce ideas off of each other i really like that but i think if we were trying to work on the same project (laughs) it would not work oh no baby no (laughs) two different voices very different voices either the person writing this uh has multiple personalities or like two different people the only way it would work is if we did like multiple perspectives because then like it would be a distinctive distinctive (laughs) voice change yeah um, but yeah, I, it's just, it's so seamless the way they write Unreal. and it's, it's so good. Impeccable. If you're listening to this, Christina and slash or Lauren, give you a <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> you're doing amazing work. Um, but I guess that's something I can like pose a question to you guys too. You guys can, um, answer me on my Instagram for the craft. It's the craft.podcast on Instagram. Um, but how many of you write with somebody else or do you prefer to write alone? Um, that's something I'll put on my stories as a poll this week. So go ahead and tune into that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely an interesting take. I think I'll make that poll on Friday when you're listening to this. Genius. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think it would be hard for me to write with somebody else too. I think I like the idea of bouncing off concepts and, and, and trying to figure out when I hit a wall, somebody to talk to. Mm -hmm. Um, but in terms of writing a project, I'm also very like tunnel vision sometimes. And if I think something needs to happen and the writing partner does not agree with that, yeah, yeah, that would be difficult to, uh, work around. Like full game over, full stop. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's when the butting head process would begin. It would definitely be difficult. Yeah. Some would say impossible. I am some. (laughs) I don't think I could, I genuinely don't think I could do it. Just because again, when you have it, when you have something in your head, again, but you know what? I shouldn't say that because 
again, it's not personally, I, I truly couldn't do it, but people who are writing a book together will be writing the same plot. It's not like, I think yeah. you were thinking of it, like if someone were to come into any of our works in progress to, to share the writing and it's your idea with your, yeah, that's true. It would have to be an idea that you came up exactly. with together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good for you guys. <laughs> Couldn't be me. Moral of the story is Christina Lauren does an amazing yeah. job. Um, yeah, so, like, we read a bunch of fun beach reads. Some of them overlapped. We kind of talked about why they worked. Um, and I think our, like, overarching theme was that it was realistic. Yeah, 100%. So I want to bring it back to your work in progress, your beach mm-hmm. read that you're working on. Um, are you incorporating that, like, realism into it that makes, like, the fluff a little bit less fluffy? <laughs> less fluffy? Um, absolutely. I, uh, for the, I'm finding writing this very cathartic in respect to, um, how I, hmm, how can I not sound More therapy. Insane. Um, with how I'm not, uh, the best person in a relationship um I'm kind of a shitty girlfriend I know this um I really want to be like no you're not but I've never dated you (laughs) yeah no (laughs) um you can ask my exes and they probably will agree though and uh I I think how I'm I'm kind of incorporating that into this because I think in a lot of what I've read there are I can't say for everything but nine times out of ten is a female who is kind of seeking that fit of a relationship. Mm, does that make sense? Um, somebody who wants a relationship. Like, somebody, you're, you're, you as a person are not looking for a relationship, so no. you want a character that and it's is not, like that. It's not like, I'm, it's not like I don't want to ever find my, my, my dude, but, uh, it's not just, it's not at the forefront of my mind. It never has mm-hmm. been at the forefront of my mind. And I'm not saying books are like that by any means, but I just want to make a character that the girls who aren't hyper-focused in... Not even that. It's someone who genuinely is not good at relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's always like, if you read a book, it's the guy who has the issues. It's like, maybe he has commitment issues. Maybe it's him that's that the girl's trying to change. Just, I'm trying to make the female character as real as possible without with all the faults that come with it right. like because more of a rounded character somebody who has the same like faults that you do in a sense because I, I write i write you write what you know you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. and i'm not saying the, the character is not all me but there's traits and there's definitely traits and i think that's what i'm finding cathartic is um, writing a process of where I can maybe even figure out why I am the way I am. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I'm finding out why she's the way she is through and kind of like dealing with that, healing through that and everything like that. It's not a heavy book. Like it's not, you're no, not dealing with yeah. anything like that, but it's just very much a process of kind of, are you afraid? Are you avoiding relationships because you're not, into commitment or are you afraid of relationships because you don't want to get hurt and that's there's a fine line yeah you know what I mean there's a very fine there's a very line. fine line and that's what I'm trying to that's something that I think is so cool to tackle within a 
romance style novel because like you said most of the time that trait comes out in the the love interest that trait Mm -hmm. comes out in the male love interest over everything yeah and you know most girls aren't all the same way that they're running towards every relationship that they can find Mm -mm. um so it's interesting to give a little bit of like um like a gender swap almost in that and and take away the generalized norm that these books have you know again i'm speaking in general terms they're not all like this but um that they've kind of perpetuated over a sense but like take it and flip it and kind of give a different perspective exactly i'm just trying to build a real genuine connection through this protagonist so that if any of the anyone reading it who isn't always the person who's looking for a relationship or doesn't want to be the girl to fix the guy or anything like that it's not going to be anything like that i just find it very cathartic to write yeah absolutely and i think that that'll um translate to the readers like they'll find it very cathartic to read as well Mm -hmm. it'll be refreshing um and like i said when you take something that's a norm throughout multiple novels and you kind of flip it on its head i've talked about this on the podcast before like know the rules know what the general like norm is what everybody tends to lean towards Mm -hmm. and then flip it it gives us such interesting perspective and i mean that's what stories are about it's about gaining new perspectives and so like i've said this multiple times on the podcast once you know the rules you can change them and and manipulate them to suit your story Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what you're doing in this sense and um it's not really changing the genre rules as much Um, but you're giving a new perspective to this genre, which is going to be very valuable to the reader. Yeah. And like, I want to kind of, um, without spoiling anything, like again, at the end of almost every beach read, um, there's always that moment of like the grand gesture and it's 99% of the time, the guy doing the grand gesture. And And it's it's an engagement too. It's it's always something. Yeah. It's, it's an engage or like, like, um. Like, the trope that they kept playing on and, like, referencing in Beach Read, Beach Read? Yeah, was the kiss in the rain. Right. And you know what I mean? Like, um, and things like that. And again, what if it was switched? What if it was the girl who owed the guy a big apology? Or yeah. uh, not not so much um, the guy having to, to get, to get, to, well... You know what I mean? To be the... there's there's always a breakup and then a makeup at yeah. the end. That's the formula. Yeah. That's the rule, um, and it's almost expected in this genre. But it's always the guy's fault that they, yeah. you know, had a tiff or yeah. had an argument or broke up or whatever. What so then he's the one that has the grand gesture. <laughs> exactly. Um, so if it was flipped, it would be definitely a, an interesting play on the formula. And yeah. again, I've talked about this when i talked about the christmas romances episode Mm -hmm. that there's value in knowing the formula Mm -hmm. um there's a reason it works there's a reason it works people are looking for it readers want that happily ever after moment um so giving the readers what they want is a good thing um but being able to subvert it in some way that makes it more unique um that gives your story a sense of 
difference from all the others mm-hmm. is important. Yeah. Um, so that is a very good way of doing it. Yeah. And like, again, I truly don't think, I mean, I'm a psychopath, so I read nine times out of 10, the last page of a book before I buy it. Oh no. <laughs> no. Like I, when I say I'm a walking spoiler alert, I accidentally spoil for other people, but I purposely spoil for myself. Like, I didn't know you read the last page. Oh, yeah. of the if book. it's like, if it's something like a beach, I don't genuinely, I don't, but like, if it's something like, cause again, there's a formula, you yeah, know, it's you not know going the to formula. like, you know, you're not going to get to the last page and their ship crashes and they all die. Like yeah. <laughs> this is not titanic beach like it's yeah. not it's not gonna be like that but if it's a if it is a book where you know <laughs> there could be a little bit of uh, a mystery and devastation or oh. a heartache yeah your girl just skims right to the back and is it just you know ensures <laughs> just for my own mental health you're breaking my heart oh, yeah, i'm no. gonna like hyperventilate right oh, now yeah, no, that's uh i don't own anything that again romance novels not included because i've not in terms of ten, unless that author just chooses to put violence. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, if it uh, <laughs> like yeah, no, I'm an asshole. <laughs> I will open a book to the last page, and I'll be like, mm, okay, <laughs> we got this. You know what? I think that's part of the reason, probably, why I got so into beach reads this summer, is because I know the formula and I'm comfortable, so I can just enjoy the read. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think I've talked about it before, but I have anxiety, so like (laughs) I always go back to the same TV shows, the same movies. She does. (laughs) Yeah, I really do. I rewatch the same things, and so when I'm reading. I, I mean, I also go back to the same books. Yeah. I'm I'm rereading you the House are. of Night yeah. series right now. <laughs> um, so it's like, it's that comfort. And yeah. so re- picking up a romance, any type of romance, yeah. a Christmas romance, whatever, you know what you're getting into. Yeah. And it's very comforting. Exactly. Um, so you can just enjoy the ride kind of thing yeah. without having that um, anxiety along exactly. the way. Um, but I will never spoil a book for me despite that. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, no, because like with a beach read or any sort of lighter read, yeah. we call them, even when the, the, the climax of, of trouble hits and that could be like two chapters away from the end, you're like, it's fine. They yeah. Got this. <laughs> um, but when that happens in any other genre, you don't. You don't know. It, yeah, the ending's not certain. It could be, like, you know what? I am... No, I'm lying to your face. I was going to say, I just read a book, which has nothing to do with beach reads, but it was uh, Riley Seeger. He writes horror. Great mm-hmm. horror. Um, and I was like, I didn't read the end of that one. Uh, but I flipped pretty close to the end just to, you know... But you know what? I didn't flip far enough because there was the twist in there. <laughs> if I had read, the, like, the next chapter, just a page of the next chapter over, I would have... But, uh, you heard it here first. <laughs> Alex actually was surprised I was by an ending. Genuinely, and you know, I liked it. That will never happen again. <laughs> I like the ending, but that will never happen. I won't catch myself. I, you won't see me slipping. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> I'll know. But uh, yeah, no. So that's my. Um, that's that's on me. <laughs> that's the that on that. Yeah, that's why I. That's how I deal with reads i just don't like i i I don't think i like surprises you don't like surprises i like spontaneity i don't like surprises yeah going on a trip 
I don't care. Throw whatever at me. Go to a restaurant, ma'am. <laughs> I'm gonna need the menu. <laughs> read a book. You need to oh, yeah. see the last page. I, no, yeah, not the last page. Just like towards the end. If there's like a mood, you know. Mm. There was a book that I picked up ages ago, and I've never picked it up for my shelf because I bought it secondhand. I was like, oh, this looks right up my alley, and then didn't check. I didn't check. Okay. <laughs> Two ninety nine down the drain. <laughs> uh, didn't check and checked at home, and that shit was heartbreaking. <laughs> so, never you never it. read it? No, it's still on my shelf untouched. I mean, maybe that's a pro tip when you're buying books. Scan the last page. I mean, I would never do that's that. That's not a pro tip. <laughs> but <laughs> that's what if 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 that seems to be something that like you think is a good idea. Yeah, that's Alex's pro tip for yeah. you. That's her like, pro tip for herself. I love angst. Whatever I'm reading, I love it. I thrive for it. If there's a happy ending. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't love angst and that's it. <laughs> like, shit. You know what I mean? I mean, kind of like Beach Read, there was a lot of angst, there was but a lot then of there angst. was that happy ending. And there was, like, glimmers of happiness through yeah. the whole thing. You know yeah. what I mean? But there was a lot of, and, like, Float Plan, genuine angst. Genuine Lots heartbreak. Of it. Yeah. Um, but, again... There was a light at the end of the tunnel. And I think life's hard enough, man. (laughs) I want to get lost in a world where I can come out the other end with a smile on my face. I don't want to read something and, you know, want to walk into traffic. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, um, I think this is a great way to segue into all of my fall plans. Because as much as this episode was beach reads and happy endings... Um, I can assure you that the next little bit will not oh, be. Oh, 100. 100p. <laughs> um, I'm sure that we'll come across some happy endings, but I have a few um, spooky horror-themed um, episodes coming your way, kind of like how I did last year where we were talking about specific um, tropes or specific devices within mm-hmm. these novels. Um, we have more on those as well. Yeah. Um, So look forward to that. Well, and just to segue into both, that's what I'm having a hard time with because I got a lot of spooky works in progress or like autumnal (laughs) works in progress and to, you know, to not work on those because I'm focusing on a very much a lighter read as I'm feeling like Morticia Adams, you know, it's, uh, Mm -hmm. it's there, (laughs) but it's, it's fine. You're Morticia Adams trying very hard not to clip the rose off of the thorns. <laughs> trying to be, what was, uh, was her name Barbara? The one who married Uncle Fester for his money? That's actually, like, a, that's how I'm feeling. Like, on yeah. the outside, <laughs> blonde, beachy. I'm not blonde, but beachy, uh, on the inside, dead. <laughs> Just <laughs> straight up dead on the inside (laughs) serial killer marrying men for their money just to you know oh that would be an interesting summer romance yeah Yeah. (laughs) and you wouldn't see it coming no i wouldn't because i wouldn't read the last page and then boom at the end uncle fester almost you know in this case his name would not be uncle fester for copyright issues but (laughs) an uncle fester like character uncle lester So on that note, um, this was a really fun episode to do. I'm glad we got to talk about some of our summer reads. And then it was a really cool transition into fall, how we (laughs) talked about that. So um, that 
is what you guys have to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, but until then, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Alex, for being on another episode. It was always a blast having you here. No problem. Sorry, I can't stay on a particular topic for long. <laughs> we say just fine. Um, so yeah, uh, go check out the craft dot podcast on Instagram. We'll have that poll that I mentioned and some other fun stuff. I even have a few reviews on the books that we talked about in this episode. Um, and until then, I thank you guys so much for watching and as always stay magical.